morning. Uh, welcome to Driving Theology. This is Mike, and I'm having to go back to my iPhone because I just found out that the card is full. Uh, on my uh, recorder that I've been using, the card's completely full. I thought I given enough room last time, but apparently no. Um, so, yeah. Uh, there's going to be a little noise, a uh, little uh, navigation noise in the background, unfortunately. I am uh, having to navigate my way today um, because uh, there was a huge typhoon that came through. Uh, it was the biggest typhoon. They're calling it the 100-year typhoon. So every 100 years, there's one this big. And it was very, very large. It was a Category 5 typhoon with high winds and enormous amounts of rain uh, forecasted and and we were directly in its past um, what I'm figuring out is uh, directly in the path of the typhoon is actually a little safer than being toward the edges somehow um, not sure quite how that works out but it does um, and so uh, we survived it just fine. So now we've, uh, uh, not only have we survived, um, the biggest, uh, earthquake in a thousand years, you know, in a millennia, uh, we've now experienced, uh, lived through the biggest typhoon in a hundred years. Uh, and it was a doozy, um, more than 50 dead, many thousands displaced, probably tens of thousands of people are displaced from their homes. Um, and uh, yeah, so it, it, it wasn't uh, some small typhoon. It was uh, significant. Um, so yeah, that, that just happened. Um, I don't know. Let's see. I guess it came through on, I want to say Saturday. This is Wednesday, so four days ago. Uh, and we've already been uh, involved in uh, cleanup. Um, I guess today will mark the third day in four that, that somebody close to me will be involved in helping people clean up. Uh, our friend Yamasan, uh, who runs the the, the uh, outdoor company that Pat and I work for from time to time, I think we've mentioned, or actually we've recorded uh, podcasts as we're driving to that uh, to that job, uh, which is in the same area that I teach at, which is why I have to be rerouted because many uh, bridges were flooded out and or damaged and or need still to be um, inspected as to whether or not it's safe to go over them. But uh, our, even though we were directly in the path of this typhoon, we were somehow uh, spared any of the severe, any of the most severe weather. Uh, we didn't get the highest winds and we didn't get the most rain. Um, which is a huge blessing. Um, and it's hard not to see it as a blessing. 
Continue straight. This is this is why uh, I want to talk to you about this today because I'm a bit conflicted. And I've I've talked this over with my friend Pat, trying to figure out you know what it all means. There seems to be no rhyme or reason uh, that we were spared and that other people were uh, harmed, right? But I do know that I prayed. <laughs> I, I prayed that, that we would get through it and that those I knew it would be safe. Um, I prayed for the safety of, of people who are close to me. Uh, who are in our gathering, uh, and for whatever reason, uh, they are safe. Um, nobody was injured. Almost, almost zero property damage in this area. I say almost zero because um, I'm sure we'll find something at some point. The winds were quite high. Um, but it almost seemed like there was just a lot of hype again and nothing happened. And it was just uh, news, news companies, you know, hyping up. Uh, maybe, even some, maybe, maybe even something more sinister where they hype up a storm coming to get people out shopping and buying up all the, all the stuff, you know. Um, I hope that's not the case. But anyway... Uh, of course, it was as bad as predicted in some areas. Uh, the prefectures to our west, south and west, were hit much harder than we were. Uh, we had friends uh, that were uh, affected. Um, and uh, it wasn't a small thing for many people, for sure. Um, like, as I mentioned, you know, some six, uh, 50 people died. There's probably still some missing. Um, some bridges and property um, obviously were uh, damaged uh, or destroyed. Um, and so it, it really wasn't a small thing by any stretch of the imagination. Continue straight. Um, so... Uh, I was humbled a little bit by that, uh, realizing that, um, you know, I want to believe in the power of prayer. I, I, I want to believe that. I, the Bible talks so much about praying and so much about the fact that God answers prayers uh, and that if we pray in faith, we will, we will receive what we ask for. Uh, and, you know, there's so much about that. And it's multiple people talking about that. It's not just one person's idea of prayer. It's many people, including Jesus himself. You know, he says, whatever ask you ask for in my name, you know, I will do it. Um, and so somehow I have to believe in prayer. But at the same time, I I don't want to believe that, that God... Um, sits up there and doesn't move until somebody prays, right? And and the people who pray are blessed and the people that don't pray are cursed. That doesn't sit well with me either, right? Um, I, I, I can't believe that God would be so petty. Um, so that 
that doesn't make sense to me either. That doesn't work. That doesn't work for me at all. So, you know, what am I left with? How does that all boil down? What is what is the nature of prayer? And what does prayer do for me? And what does prayer do for the for those uh, who I pray for? Right? What is prayer, in other words? Right? How does prayer work? Um, and so, yeah, I just want to kind of talk through some things that I've been thinking. And uh, maybe we'll come down on something important, I really hope. Uh, but just before I do that, I, I would like to say... <laughs> in, in, dis, despite my my misgivings on the nature of prayer, I would ask for your prayers for the the people affected all around the world by natural disasters, uh, but for spe- uh, specifically for uh, the people in Japan and in the area that we're going to be uh, helping with. We, we've got uh, two or three potential uh, projects right now that we would like to help out in help bring some uh, yeah, some healing for some people uh, whether it's just cleaning out their homes or uh, you know, whatever we can do the, the mudding, the, the amount of mud that inundated houses is just crazy and, and, you know, you got water damage, you have property loss um, there's going to be a lot of work to do for a long time and actually I'll be seeing some of that today as I uh, drive through the countryside, I have to cross many of these rivers and drive through some of the lowlands that um, uh, that were affected. So it'll be interesting to see what I see. Um, but yeah, a lot of people are going to need help. Uh, so my wife uh, and uh, our friend Gade and, and Gade's friend Leklek, Gade and Leklek are from uh, Thailand. And they just came in a couple days ago, and we're putting them to work, uh, helping out today clean this house. Uh, I don't know how long they can do it, but uh, anyway, they're good friends of ours. We just met Leklek. She's a high school student. Um, But Gade is our good longtime friend from Thailand. She was a missionary for a time in Japan, uh, and she's remained a great friend of ours in Thailand, who we try to visit every time we go. So they're here visiting now, and so they're going to help out a little bit, muddying out the house of uh, uh, one of Tomoko's uh, colleagues from the school. Tomoko's my wife, by the way. Uh, her colleague from the school where she uh, used to teach. Uh, a lady that actually has come by our gathering um, once or twice and, and spent a little time with us. So we're really encouraged that she would uh, reach out to us and, and accept our help. And so hopefully we can get her some uh, some much needed uh, manpower, or in this case, woman power. Um, I can't help today. I have to go work, but I'm going to go buy a lunch and see if I can assess maybe where we can come in in a couple weeks and do a little bit more work with them. So uh, anyway, yeah. So back to prayer. Um, we're we're told to pray I might even say we're commanded to pray 
strongly encouraged at least to pray right and yet we're also told that that the Holy Spirit knows what we need before we say it and that he's already interceding for us uh, and so what is the purpose of prayer if God knows everything and everyone everyone are God's children everyone on earth are God's children and he knows everything and he wants what's best for us if we don't pray will he withhold what he wants to give us for the simple reason that we didn't pray that that is my gut reaction right that's my go to um I sometimes think that if I don't pray, that whatever I'm praying for may not come, may not happen, right? That, that God will withhold his favor until I've prayed for it. Um, so there's got to be something, there's, there's got to be something else going on with prayer that, that I can't yet see. Because I don't believe that God would do that. I think God is love, and He's not going to punish people just because uh, they don't they don't think to pray. Prayer must accomplish something else that I can't see, that I I cannot yet perceive. Um, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna take a couple stabs at it, and hopefully you'll be listening, uh, and and you may have some feedback. Or something to add to the conversation uh, and, and I would be glad for that one thing I think that prayer does is uh, helps us center on where we can help be the solution to the problem the more we pray and lay things out before God perhaps the more things uh, organize in our brains to where we are convicted to want to be the answer to our own prayers. Does this make sense? Um, so that if I'm concerned enough to pray, and I take the time to pray, uh, especially multiple times for certain people, I am, I am putting inside my brain uh, and, and fortifying that thought that, that I want... Or, or I desire for these people to uh, receive what they need, right? And the more I do that, perhaps the more my brain works uh, behind the scenes, so to speak, in in um, making that possible, making uh, you know, making things align or aligning me to where I can be the answer, somewhat, to the prayer that I'm praying. Does that make sense? So, for example, if so-and-so needs food, and I say, God, please, please help them find food. They're starving. Give them food. Give them food. God, you know, day after day, I pray this, and I realize, you know, they need food. I can do that. Like, there's something I can do. Maybe I can raise money. Uh, maybe I can start doing this or that. But the fact that I've prayed it so often uh, may help me... Um, uh, 
sorry, we're going through some uh, yeah, traffic here. Oh my goodness, yeah. Yeah. Oh, this bridge was in the middle of repair even before, <laughs> before the uh, typhoon came through. Man, that river is tore up down there. Um, so one possible use of prayer might be in recruiting our own selves to help be part of the solution. Uh, that God begins to change us through our prayers uh, to, to be the solution of what we pray for. Um, I, think, I think that's an interesting notion. Oh, I came the other side of this the other day. <laughs> Trying to come through this the other direction. It was closed. We could not get through here. I know where we are now. Wow. Yeah. Oh, goodness. People have so much trash. We really should be taking pictures through this. This is horrible stuff. My goodness. Yeah. Came almost to this point on Sunday couldn't get through here. We had to turn around and go back and find another route. Um, <clears throat> so one thing that, that prayer might do uh, is through repeated prayer and hopefully the guiding of the Holy Spirit, uh, it may be made clearer to me how I can be part of the solution myself. Or, if it's a public prayer, uh, it may also help recruit other people and put on their hearts um, how they can help be the solution as well um, over time. That might be part of the thing. You know, the more you think of a problem, uh, the more you contemplate a challenge, I think. The, the better off you will be in discovering a solution, right? Contemplation is key in finding solutions to problems, right? Um, worrying probably gets in the way, but contemplation, I would think. And the nature of prayer alleviates worry. Prayer doesn't create worry, it alleviates it, right? Um, the more you lay before God your burden, whatever burdens you, uh, the lighter and lighter you become as you as you give more and more of that burden to God. Uh, and I think this lightening of the burden can free up space to where you can receive uh, words from God, wisdom on how God is going to work out these problems, how he's going to alleviate uh, the suffering of either you uh, or the people you are praying for. Um, that could be something. Um, I wish I had a, a nice catchphrase to call this, but I guess what I'd say is prayer changes you. Right? Prayer, prayer changes you. Would probably be the best way that I could say that. Um, so another possibility of Continue the nature of prayer is that prayer is 
in some way, shape, or fashion spiritual a spiritual weapon that weakens the strongholds of what the Bible refers to as authorities and um, principalities uh, in the unseen realms, right? In the, in the heavenly, in the heavenly realms is what it calls it. But basically, we're talking about spirits and other. Well, spirits, I don't know what else to call them, but strongholds of spiritual beings, spiritual beings that are causing or keeping people in sin or suffering, right? And so prayer might be a type of spiritual weapon. And there are others, I think, but prayer might be a spiritual weapon that weakens those uh, principalities and spirits that are bent on the destruction and the suffering of mankind. Uh, and it would seem that they exist. Right? It would seem so. Uh, it would seem that at least um, some in the uh, New Testament believed that they existed. Right? Uh, and if you want to look more on this, uh, you might uh, look up Greg Boyd's book. Um, he's got a couple books, actually. Uh, I think one is called The Cruciform Christ, maybe? Uh, that's the short version. The long version is The Crucifixion of the Warrior God. Um... And that's another one you might look at. Uh, but that's that's 1,400 some odd pages and you'd have to find the section that you're looking for. But I do recommend the entire book. I thought it was great. Um, tough read, uh, but wonderful stuff in there. Wonderful stuff. Great, great stuff. Um, yeah, so... Yeah. So just to recap what we have so far... Prayer changes you uh, as you lay whatever burden you have before God in prayer. The Holy Spirit is given room uh, to work with you and talk with you and give you guidance uh, as to how and where you can help be the solution to the problem. Um, prayer is a humbling thing, right? So when you when you bow before someone else, right, which is the meaning of worship, um, it's humbling. So when you when you pray and say, God, we can't fix this, please fix this, what you're saying is that you are weak, right? You are admitting that you have weakness. Uh, and uh, that in and of itself is, is an act of humility, right? And true humility, when it's achieved, what you're doing is you are subjecting your soul, your body and your soul, uh, and your spirit to God. In other words, you are, you are giving your own spirit um, authority to commune with God 
a sense. Does that make sense? When you, when you are humbled, when you are not so full of yourself and not so selfish, in those moments you have a unique opportunity, a window uh, in which you can you can hear uh, from God uh, more directly, and it takes humility to be able to do that. And I think, well, amongst other things, perhaps, but uh, I certainly think that prayer, when you admit your weakness and you ask for God's strength that that very yeah, humbling act of prayer might might be one of the things that allows you to hear uh, the voice of, of Christ better through the Holy Spirit um, is that a third one? So, yeah, so prayer uh, changes you, right? Because you're humbled and you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit better. And then you can, you can perhaps find out how you are to be part of the solution of the very thing you're asking God to do. Uh, and the second thing uh, prayer can do uh, is perhaps uh, be a weapon that weakens the stronghold of the enemy, the accuser, the, the Satan, right? um, and or other principalities and powers that, that have some dominion uh, and who are bent on the destruction and suffering of mankind. Okay. Man, I hope that's not all I got. Prayer. above and beyond the earth um, spiritual other spiritual beings I think God is bent on the, on the salvation of, of everything and everyone and so that means that even though there are principalities and powers that are uh, are harming and doing bad things and leading people and leading mankind down uh, wrong paths um, he is still committed to saving them as well, right? 
uh, and and at the same time, uh, he he somehow um, will will submit to their will. He, if, if he, okay, so let's say he's trying to break down a stronghold. Let's say there is a spirit in a place that's causing uh, addiction, right? That, that is keeping people in addiction to drugs. Uh, let's say it's a physical place of a certain neighborhood somewhere in the city. Just how God goes about helping break, the, break that stronghold is the mystery. So if prayer um, helps realign us so that we know how we can be part of the solution, and if prayer uh, becomes uh, some kind of a weapon that weakens the the stronghold uh, of those powers, and then God comes in and he, uh, with his complete moral authority, convinces those those, uh, sorry, I'm uh, having to pay attention to my map for some how. He comes in and asks and pleads and convinces those spirits to give up their hold, right? Um, then I think at that point, um, things can start moving, right? But it, it, it's, it's a concerted effort. And this is the nature of God. He's, he's not a cowboy, you know, a lone star cowboy who goes out on the range and just, uh, as, as he comes upon people, bends their will with violence to him, to himself, right? No, he, he is, is committed to, um, what's the best way to put it? Uh, He is uh, committed to working with these spirits and powers in the same way that he's committed to working with us to solve the problem, right? Turn right. Uh, because he he partners. That the nature of God is collaboration. I don't think we quite get that. He created us to be partners from the beginning in his creation. And so, you know, however that works out, um, he's going to do it that way. He's, he's not going to force uh, us to be this or do that or to, you know, whatever. His, his very nature is that he's going to collaborate with us um, to, to be able to do and to achieve um, the things that need to be done to alleviate human suffering uh, and to recon- reconcile the entire creation back to him. Uh, and so I think prayer in in a few ways, and I'm sure there's more ways than this, uh, prayer is part of that process, right? Prayer in some in some way I think aligns us by our humility and 
the fact that we have prayed and admit our weakness um, helps align us uh, because we can receive word from the Holy Spirit and how we uh, can be a part of that solution and that that our prayers become somehow weapons uh, that help weaken the enemy uh, and then the third part of that would be God comes in uh, because he has willing uh, um, willing partners at that point he comes in collaborates with us and brings about the resolution of whatever the problem is um, and that has to keep happening you know that that process doesn't necessarily stop it's not going to just be done suddenly. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's a an interesting uh, thing to think about how just how prayer works. Now, this is just my theory. Uh, I would like to go back to to scripture um, more and to find out what other people thought about it. However other people saw prayer working. But I think because I I have been given a more beautiful re- revelation of Jesus Christ than I had before, I can't believe that Jesus is not going to alleviate people's suffering just because we didn't pray. I, I think it, it, it's not that simple and, it, and, and, and God isn't that petty. Uh, I think it's more of the nature of the beast, right? This is this is how we work. This is how it gets done. Um, it gets done through collaboration and partnership with God and mankind. Five hundred meters, turn right. Working together to again subdue uh, this creation to, to bring it under the rule of God. And we're part of that, right? Human human beings, our original vocation was just that, right? To be a part of uh, the... Um, Turn right, then slight right. To be a part of the uh, reconciling of the earth, right? Uh, Adam and Eve slight were told right. to, to be fruitful and multiply and subdue the earth. That was their original vocation. That was their job to work with God in the earth to bring about um, His rule. Uh, and in that sense, it seems to me that what happened with Adam and Eve and the so-called fall may have been just par for the course of the subduing of the earth. Maybe God knew from the beginning that that's what was going to have to happen. Right? That that process was going to be necessary. And that was just a, almost a, a you know, natural uh, course of events of the subduing of the earth. Man being part of the earth needed to be subdued himself. Right? Um, and then until that happened... Until mankind is in a partnering, partnering relationship with God, the subduing of the earth could not be completed. Uh, I'm not sure. 
Well, my new route has not taken me much longer. In fact, I think it may have been shorter than my usual route. It's Turn kind of odd. Your it takes me 40 right. minutes. I don't think it took me that long today. I may have to come this route from now on. I'm here 10 minutes early. Sweet. Hopefully, I have kitty gardens. I don't even know. Uh, but I can sit here and talk to you guys for a minute, at least. Um, hopefully, um, we're still recording. Let's see. Uh, yeah, still recording, I think. So, maybe play this back. So, prayer. I want to reiterate, just because I don't feel like I understand exactly how prayer works, I still believe in prayer. I believe that prayer is desired um, desired for us by God. Is that the right way to say it? I think God desires us to pray. Um, and but I, I think we have to be careful uh, when we think that a certain amount of praying or a certain dedication in prayer or a certain uh, um, way that we pray somehow gives us brownie points and that God, because we've worked so hard, uh, gives us favor and that our prayers then have weight. Uh, I think that's the wrong way to think about it. Um, and actually, I'm pretty happy with the way this conversation came out today. Um, again, here I am contemplating um, the meaning of prayer. And, and hopefully the Holy Spirit was giving me something to, to pass on to you guys. Um, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure. Um, but I think, I think I'm starting to get a clearer picture of the mechanics of prayer. Um, and it's not a formula, right? I don't, think, I don't think you have to pray a certain way or for a certain amount of time or, or the same time every day. But I think I'm starting to see that prayer, what it does is involves you in the unseen realm in a way that maybe nothing else can that that's just the nature of how how it works right that prayer is is the way that we participate with uh the divinity uh in unseen realms and the things that are happening there and i and i do believe that there are strongholds i think that those exist um but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I want to keep I want to keep talking about it. Um and I hope you guys will will enter this conversation with me uh and shore up uh, anything uh that I've missed uh and or uh point out places where you think I might be uh in error. Uh, I would appreciate that. Well, we're getting on 40 minutes. That's plenty long for this, so Thank you guys very much, and uh, have a great day. Bye-bye.